I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Tivis. And you're listening to The Monster Cast, episode 17. Welcome back, everybody, to the Monster Cast, the podcast where we watch and discuss the monsters. Everything that you can think about for the monsters, we're talking about it. Tivis, how you doing today, man? Oh, you know, starting off great. Cats attacking my feet. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, while Tivis is dealing with his uh, little pussy over there, I mean there. his cat over there. Um, <laughs> We will uh, dive into the social stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, we are on everything. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at The MonsterCast, along with YouTube at The MonsterCast. You can find us all there. Um, we're starting to use the socials a lot more lately and uh, trying to just grow for you guys there so we can still communicate with you when we're not doing Monster Mondays uh, for the show. So um, definitely check us out there. And then if you want to reach out to us to let us know your feelings on the monsters or how it's impacted your life, or if you just want to, you know, shout us out, let us know how we're doing, uh, what you like, what you don't like about our show and or just want to show up and be a guest on the show for an episode or something like that. Um, you can email us at themonstercast at outlook.com. And then all of these links are also in our description on whatever um, podcast forum you're listening to us on. And we're also on YouTube as well. So all of this is in the description there. So thank you guys. Uh, let's uh, Tivis. I'll leave it up to you, man. What are we doing today? <laughs> Is your cat done attacking you, I should say? Yeah, I got her out of there, you know. We were talking for a good, you know, 40 minutes before we finally start recording, and she, <laughs> I haven't seen her once. Wouldn't you know it? As soon as we hit record, she's right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit tired today, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first up today, we uh, uh, this is, we're just going to dive right into it. Okay. Uh Mummy Munster, uh, season one, episode 32, aired April 29th, 1965, written by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosier, Norm Liebman, the trio, uh, directed by Ezra Stone, who we last saw with Don't Bank on Herman. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the guests for this one is uh, Philip Ober as Dr. Wilkerson, the museum cur curator. Uh <laughs> Pat Harrington Jr. as Thatcher, who we last saw as Sonny Harkness in Pike's Peak. Okay. If you remember that one. Uh, th they have been in so many things. I got to tell you, their IMDb page is huge. With some of the it? ones that stood out to me, uh, their most recent show that I have seen is Hot in Cleveland with, uh, you know, Betty White, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, King of Queens. Ah, real monsters. Uh, 
they played Stan Lee in the 1995 series Kirk. Uh, William huh. Shakespeare. I'm pretty sure I'm repeating some of these, but from the last time they were on the show, but okay. William Shakespeare from Yo Yogi. And uh, they were also in the Golden Girls. Nice. Uh, we got Diana Frothingham as the first reporter, which this is her first acting credit. Uh, Ralph Smiley as the second reporter. Dennis Cross as policeman. <laughs> And uh, Dennis will return in a future episode. Okay. And finally, we have Pat. Excuse me. Pat. Uh. Macri. As uh, also policeman. (laughs) And this. Pat McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You. if eagle-eyed you know viewers may recognize him as the police officer from the midnight right of herman monster and will return for one final third episode in the future okay cool that's it yep awesome so uh let's go here episode 32 mummy monster as tivis said april 29th 1965 so we're no longer in 64 so i have to remember that when we're recalculating for uh um uh, oh, we've been out of 64 for a while. Yeah, I know. I, I keep <laughs> typing in 64, though, when I'm doing all the money exchanges. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mummy Munster. Herman, oh, shame. <laughs> Herman arranges to meet Marilyn at the Natural History Museum, but he accidentally gets himself locked inside an Egyptian sarcophagus where a sleeping pill he had taken earlier kicks in. Dun, dun, dun. God. The those sleeping pills. <laughs> oh, I, I, I that, that's one of my notes. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start this out with um, my first and and most important thing about this episode: the opening. We have this weird. It, it, this was like the weirdest opening back and forth with Herman and Lily that I've seen on this show so far. And yeah. It took, 32 episodes to do it so that's pretty good but it it felt weird (laughs) to me i gotta ask you a question it's been a long time since we had a uh opening that kind of played of on the frankenstein character of herman Uh you know those early ones still one of my favorite openings is him uh freaking out with like the candle lit he's in the dark staring at the bill yeah yeah uh, do you miss those? Or are you kind of glad we're getting away from them? Um, I mean, every so often it's nice if they're like riddled in and it helps the story along, I guess that of course is me speaking as somebody living in 2022 at the moment. Back then, I'm sure they probably loved having the little gags and stuff like that in there because mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they had what, like <laughs> five or six channels to watch stuff on so they're like hey that's pretty funny and there wasn't like all this content back then of uh of frankenstein and all that stuff so i can understand it for the time for sure um as far as like if i would like to keep seeing it i would love to keep seeing it as long as it's not like very pushy and and weird and and this scene here was definitely a little weird for me um, just the back and forth. It was it was off. It, it seemed like they forgot they needed to have something at the beginning of the episode and went back and recorded this. 
or shot I, I this. I kind of like this bit though. So it was it was well, a let, nice bit, like yeah. what they were saying and stuff. But the way that they were like the way that they carried themselves in the scene for me, it was like, hmm, I'm confused. Because it was like they were waiting for, like, they would say their line and then they would wait. Like, they were waiting for, like, the laugh track or an audience to uh, laugh about what they just said. That that was the only thing that weirded me out about it. But again, it might just might just have been, you know, the way that they were supposed to be acting the scene out. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Because they are the monsters, so they're not supposed to necessarily be not weird <laughs> to us <laughs> so yeah um, uh, since we haven't actually said how this opens uh her herman's just getting off the phone which mm-hmm. i will point out he didn't put away it's still open this entire time yeah uh and lily comes up to him asking him you know who who are you just talking to he's oh i was just making an appointment with a new barber I don't like my old one. Uh, he blindfolds himself before he cuts my hair. <laughs> Which should Herman's hair actually grow? Well, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, why not? I retract my statement. <laughs> I mean, he's a golem guy. Who's to say that hair can't grow on him? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so then uh, we go from that to... Um, Basically, Lily is wanting Herman. Well, they do the whole back and forth thing with the well, the Frankenstein yeah. stuff. She mentions that uh, she's got to drive Maryland, which I swear yeah. she says to the county fair. But then they're talking about a museum. I did not hear fair at all. No. OK, maybe it's just me then. Uh, <laughs> I was folding laundry at the time. Uh, so. Herman's like, I'll do it as head of house. Mm. You know, his whole thing that we've seen a couple episodes now. It's like, I'm the man, I'll do it. Yeah. Which we really in see words, in the next one. Wants- so <laughs> we, we really see that in the next episode that we'll talk about here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh is it really it just translates to uh, you know, I'm bored and I need something to do. <laughs> right. And, and I think he does is this the one where he says something about how like the parlor's been kind of slow and all that anyways? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone goes out, but nothing's coming in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. What is it? Uh. Yeah, and that he. Excuse me. What the heck today he is not going well for me. Uh. He breaks their stare. Those nice. Yeah, he carvings said, that the old ladies were freaking out about when they were selling the house. He just <laughs> smashes, demolishes it. Yeah, this is uh, this comes right after the fact that he says, "Oh, because uh, she's like, well, don't goof it up by like going to the museum and stuff, like breaking anything or anything like that." And he's like, "Ah, oh, what makes you think that me going to the museum would cause any harm?" And he smashes his. Hand. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I don't know, Herman. Could it be that they're replacing shit around the house constantly because of you? <laughs> How many front doors have we had in thirty-two episodes, man? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if grandpa just fixes them with magic. Although that never would I go don't right. Know if so. They would let him after <laughs> yeah. seeing how his magic has turned out over a lot of these. So, uh, yeah, then we get the intro and then we come back to uh, Eddie dragging a giant collar and chain into the house saying, uh, 
Spot chased and ate a car again, and I sure as hell hope the people inside the car got out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <sighs> this one, this whole scene here, it it uh it was a nice one for you know them to get Eddie into this episode because you really don't see him in this whole episode after this. Yeah, I think this is pretty much it. Yeah. Like even in the later ones where they're sitting around the table, Eddie's just not there. Yeah, he's not there. He's in the cabinet, man. You remember? <laughs> He's always in the cabinet. They just didn't open the door. <laughs> um, and then we go from this scene here uh, to before we go to the grandpa stuff, we actually go to the museum um, where they are discussing their like new find and everything that they just found the new mummy sarcophagus mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, and that they're going to open it up later. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to... I forget the name of the mummy that they supposedly found. It was... Uh, it's not Emotep, right? That's that's from the mummy. Um, oh, um, I actually have it here. Um, let's see. It's from the 8th Dynasty of Egypt. He hmm. thinks it is... Uh, Amon, Amonhotep the Amonhotep. fourth. Okay, okay. Who was later known as Ak? Oh my God! These this is going to be terrible for me. I have it in my trivia <laughs> here for, um, known as uh, Akhenaten. Uh, this pharaoh was noted for abandoning traditional Egyptian polytheism and uh, unsuccessfully introducing worship centered on the uh, Aten, which is sometimes described as uh, monolithic. Okay. Um, his queen was Nefertiti. Oh, okay. So, a okay. little bit of true uh, history. I, I got some more. Okay. To either splice in when needed or uh, after the episode, whenever I feel like. All right. Because. Um. Also, I can do that. I have the power. Well, I guess. <laughs> so then, after we get this little like uh, stinger of you know basically setting the episode up because they always do that whenever the monsters are going to be out of the house yeah <clears throat> excuse me um we get down to the basement where grandpa's cooking up something um a, something. another another damn way sleeping. to yeah. help uh, herman sleep he's going to sleeping pill this has never go wrong uh, going wrong before right um, I mean, technically, what he creates, though, in this episode does not go wrong. Like, this is like one of his first inventions that we've seen in the show. That works perfectly. That, that works it's perfectly. Just, just timing yeah. is is wrong. And um, I don't think we get the context of this at the time. It's later on in the show. But we do eventually find out Herman is a guinea pig for Grandpa with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, yeah, that, he that doesn't need later. help sleeping. He's yep. just being told to eat here, eat this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so do you want to explain how this sleeping pill works? Because this is actually a pretty cool idea. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost this, like anesthesia, but like not just knock them uh, out. How do I describe this? It is a giant, giant pill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if there's any of our fellow, uh, you know, people who grew up in the nineties, do you remember those old, uh, eggs that used to come with putty inside that you could play with and stretch and 
stuff. Mm-hmm. It was basically that, uh, maybe a little bit bigger uh, lengthwise, and it had a timer in the center that you would twist yeah. to set how long you would want to be asleep and when you would wake up. Yeah. And he sets this one for uh, 24 hours. <laughs> Well, first he sets it for like, you know, so you go to sleep in an hour. You'll, you'll, it will yeah. start to work in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's this one dial that you can spin and it, he can set it to when you want to fall asleep and when you want to wake up just from that one. Right. Now, the question is, is this a one shot pill or does it just keep doing that after you wake up in 24 hours, then you get knocked out for an, after an hour and then you wake up? <laughs> Going by what they give us, I think it's a one shot because yeah. he has to take another one later on. Right. Uh, and this but, is a, a pretty big like pill because when yeah. Herman holds it, it's it's probably about inch or two big. I, I, I'm, I'm a man, so my inches might be different. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, it, it looks pretty big compared to his face. So, um, you know, and and then he just swallows it. I, yeah, well, first he asked Grandpa if he can take it without food, and oh, Grandpa yeah. goes, yeah, yeah. Eh, it's fine. He also says that he can't take, or the reason he sets it for later is he can't take it because he has to drive Marilyn yeah. to the museum, and he hates to drive while asleep. Well, he's got to pick her up. He's got to pick her up, because this is after she's, he's already dropped her off. Oh, yeah, he has to go yeah. get her, and he hates to drive while asleep, yep. uh, don't we all? <laughs> But as he takes this pill, I might add, he like inhales it. He's like holding it and you hear it hit his stomach. Yeah. He's like, oh, I guess it's really empty <laughs> for the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after we get that, we fade out to uh, Marilyn walking through the front door, um, yep. walking in. And she's like, oh, what happened to Herman, Uncle Herman? And uh, Lily's just like, well, what do you what do you mean? Like, didn't he pick you up? And she's like, no, he no one picked me up. Like, I probably got a ride from some guy who wanted to bang me again or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut to the museum where... Uh, How did she Herman, get home? <laughs> she could have took a taxi. The monsters don't have that kind of money. No. <laughs> don't wait till next episode. Uh, <laughs> I actually, no, it's this episode. <laughs> unless they unless they still borrowed some of Uncle... Uh, 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 was it Uncle Chester? Right? No, no, no. The, oh, the, boy. The, oh, shoot. What's his name? Oh my god, we just did this one. How did Um I gotta look my notes up now. From 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 last, last week, week, right? Uh yeah. Uncle Gilbert. That's what it is. Gilbert, that's yeah. it. I okay. just opened it. Yeah. So Uncle Gilbert still might have left them some money, and that's how they have their money. Oh uh, any anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, cut to Herman who is lost in the museum. So he made yep. it there. He just had no idea where the heck he was. Right. Uh, and then he starts, uh, you know, playing around with his echo and he gets real excited. Mm. You know, row, 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 boat. Um, he decides that he's going to leave. Yeah. And he finds out the door is locked. Well, he's like, I'll just, but in this entire time he's mumbling. So I had to turn up my volume to hear. This is some of the funniest uh, banter I've heard from Herman. And he, he's just bouncing it, off himself. Yeah, He's just talking to himself <laughs> about it all. I'm just like, wait, what? So he's like, I got to bust the door down. He goes, he's like, 
No, wait, hang on. He starts <laughs> listing off the things he can't destroy. It's, it's like landmarks. He's like, Ooh, damn. Right. All right. So he's, he's like, I'll go find a phone. And then he sees a T-Rex uh, skeleton. And he's like, you know, we got one of you at home. Mm. So like, oh, so hang okay. on. Spots a dinosaur now. <laughs> uh, all right. uh, he then he's looking for a phone booth. And I don't know if you noticed this. He walks right past a telephone on a desk. Yeah. And then he goes to the first sarcophagus. Uh, the that, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, at their house, they're phone is in a casket so yep. of course the sarcophagus casket he's gonna put two and two together and think that they're the same thing um so and that's, he opens he, oh go ahead go, oh, i was gonna say yeah he opens this one up and there's a mummy inside and um that's when i started thinking something that i'll talk about at the end but um yeah so there's uh, a mummy curse of the mummy type thing where he comes alive sort of i thought i thought that's where this one was gonna go yeah um but then um he's like oh i'm sorry i didn't know someone was in here he closes it back up and walks right next to the bigger sarcophagus that can clearly hold herman um yeah uh, versus that smaller one so it, yeah and um before we go any further up yep. that is one we haven't seen yet is uh the mummy yeah, well, since you're talking about it now, I'll just bring it up. I honestly thought that was a a lost or a lost opportunity for them, a missed mm. opportunity. Sorry, um, for this episode because I really did think that we were finally going to introduce the mummy in this one or a mummy yeah. of some sorts into this one. Because we've gone through pretty much all of Universal's monsters except for that one. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, at the time. Well, the hunchback and stuff like that. Would that that be considered? Unless you count the bat, Igor. And (laughs) and then you have um, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, but you could say that's Grandpa. Yeah, he actually, if you recall, that's his costume he wanted to be in the very first episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, getting back to this episode. uh, (laughs) He opens up the bigger one. He has trouble with it, mm-hmm. but he finally pulls it open and uh, he's like, I need a, uh, I need to find a phone before this pill kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Boy, they didn't just put more lights in these places. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's looking for the door, the, the phone that doesn't exist, the lid slams shut on him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even though he managed to pull it open and that requires more of an effort than pushing, he can't get out. <laughs> it could have latched on him. We don't know. There was a latch on the side, which a sarcophagus probably wouldn't have had something like a metal latch on it, <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. Prop department. We see you. <laughs> yeah, That's a fair, that's fair. Uh, but as he's trying to uh, get out, he uh, falls backwards and is now laying on the floor. Well, before he falls backwards, because he has to move it forward. He walks the cast, the, the sarcophagus forward a little bit by mm-hmm. bouncing it back and forth. That way he can fall backwards. Otherwise, it's just up against the wall. So th- that was yeah. a nice little comedic thing with 
a reasoning too to make it so why where he is where he is. Do you think that was actually something he had to do? I like no, I I I bet they you know it was probably an empty thing and they had like some thing moving it back and forth above up above where we can't see. Um, and then uh, that's that's what it was because there's no way that they would have risked him hurting himself in there that way yeah, for no reason fall. yeah especially with the fall because there, there's no reason to put the actor at risk for that stunt when you can easily do it without putting a person in there also that would be a pain in the ass to make sure you're not gonna fall sideways or some shit like that when <laughs> yeah, you don't have forward. any control right and if you fought and if he would have fallen forward there the prop would have been completely destroyed so yeah so yeah. I, I don't believe that he was in there when that was happening or anybody was even in there and not even a stump person. So that's just me. I may have, I may not know if we got Butch on, we could ask Butch. Yeah. So yeah. We need to get Butch. I got if, so if many Butch, questions. I, I mean, we say that, but Butch might not have even been on set anyway. So it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. He's <laughs> barely on this episode. It might've been his uh, vacation episode. He was in school. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so after that, he falls down. Then we go from the the sarcophagus falling just straight to these like, um, yeah, the following curators and everything like that. The reporters. It's not even the following morning, is it? I believe it's the next morning. Okay. Oh yeah, that would make sense because the museum was closing, so are closed. Yeah. Um. So then you have the reporters and the curators and all that stuff from the museum there. <laughs> I um, love how they initially don't even acknowledge that it's on the floor. Now they're just around it, like, oh, this is so exciting. We have to open it. But they <laughs> and I'm like, I seriously thought they weren't going to talk about it being yeah. moved at all. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, they did, though, which was nice. Like, I was like, okay, cool. So they are acknowledging the fact that, oh, hey, it moved from here to here. Um, And the reporters are asking the questions and stuff. Now, there is one guy in this thing because they are the curator is so worried about, like, somebody trying to steal their their find or whatnot. There is somebody in this scene. I don't know who it is. They don't give a name or anything. But he comes off very suspicious, man. Like he's like working for another museum almost in that scene. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, But then they eventually pop it open. They have crowbars because that's something a curator would use to open a sarcophagus. Yeah, I thought the same thing. (laughs) But we'll go with it Um, because what happens next is even worse. And it's something I didn't even think about right away. I thought about it towards the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So they open up the sarcophagus. You know, there's no of dust coming out. Nothing. There's the, the, the body that's in there, of course, is Herman. He's not wrapped in any mummy garments or anything. Um, And he's wearing a suit jacket. (laughs) This did not throw any red flags to them. No, they're like making all of these uh, observations like, look at how much uh, how well preserved it is. Such a uh, a testament to their master craft right. at the time because they were only paying attention really to the face. But mm. 
they're like, I'm like, he's wearing a suit jacket and slacks, man. Like, ancient Egyptians didn't have that. (laughs) Unless they're trying to dive into the whole ancient aliens theory. Because he is green. (laughs) Uh, as they uh, close the ca- the uh, sarcophagus, though, I keep wanting to call it a casket. Yeah. Uh, What's funny they, though? They mentioned something that is extremely important that mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of people don't think about when uh, uncovering these tombs and stuff, and mm-hmm. that's uh, the how the oxygen is drastically different than it used to be back then, mm-hmm. and it's more uh, oxidizing and can damage all the stuff. That's why. Uh, Tomb raiding is so detrimental, and uh, when you find a new uh, chamber for, uh, and not just in pyramids and stuff, but around the world, mm. it's such a delicate thing to open up. Because as soon as you do, like any kind of writing on the walls and stuff starts immediately fading yeah. and becoming obscure, and you have to work real fast. And, and even the, even for as good of a job as they did to preserve bodies too for mm-hmm. anyone who is mummified they instantly start to degrade when they hit normal oxygen it's, it's why that mm-hmm. that even like with our constitution and stuff like that they 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 fix these things they clean these things in a very secure airtight oh. room you know is and yeah. you, you're wearing like basically a hazmat suit <laughs> so have you seen our declaration recently I have not. No, uh, we were just in D.C. in 2019 uh-huh. and literally the only thing left on it that you can read is like the very top. We the people and John Hancock. Everything else is obscure as hell. Yeah. Like it's basically going to be a piece of paper here in like another decade it's or two. Because it's not the real one, man. Nick Cage <laughs> already stole that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> fun, fun interesting fact is uh th- when they made a bunch of copies back in the day like the original copies they uh-huh. used a copper um uh press yeah and uh my grandpa actually has one of those original copy uh of the copper presses well okay i say has my dad now has it it's uh, right. hanging outside my grandpa's old bedroom <laughs> that's pretty cool dude yeah uh, right. He freaking lied to me and told me it's a uh, was a copy of the original declaration, which was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and I believed him because I was six. <laughs> but still, it's cool. And it's something rare like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of rare, this episode. No, <laughs> this <laughs> series. Uh, no. So, yeah, when they I, I was glad that they at least were acknowledging some realistic aspects to, you know, exhuming the sarcophagus and everything like that. So that was pretty cool. Um, just don't use uh, crowbars. And when they would have opened this up originally, they. Well, it was the 60s, so they might not have necessarily known as much at the time. Um, but I still think they Maybe. knew a lot. Yeah. I feel like archaeology hasn't changed a whole like, lot. I'm sure technology has made it easier, but right. their understanding of how to do this stuff properly hasn't, you know, I still drastically feel they escalated. Had, they, they still would have had like airtight rooms and stuff like that mm-hmm. to open these up originally if this yeah. was not opened up on site when it was yeah. found. So, because they opened it up like they were opening it up on site with crowbars. 
And it was empty too originally. So I'm curious, you know, did the mummy get out? Is, is that how we get a mummy in this series later? Possibly. I mean, or, it definitely leaves the door open. Or the sarcophagus. Um, and <laughs> dad jokes. <laughs> Or is it, you know, did somebody steal the stuff out of it? Or was it just an empty sarcophagus and they don't, you know, they they suck as curators. So, yeah. I think um, only one's a curator, the other one's an assistant. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, so they're wowing him and then they close it back up. And that's when they, they make the remark, well, we need to close this before it ruins it. You've already and, ruined and it, so. <laughs> how they uh, close it. They slam the lid on the crowbars. And then they move like, the crowbars uh, out. And they don't even, they, it doesn't, it still leaves like a good inch gap too. Yeah. And so I was just like, it's not even closed, man. Um, so then after that, we finally go back to the monster's house. Uh, they're mm. eating again because they're around always the eating table. Yeah. around the table. Um the American and pastime. Uh, <laughs> this is when they're talking about uh, Herman and the pill and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, Lily is extremely worried that he's missing. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa says that he's probably still sleeping because his crystal ball can't find him. Yep. And thank God that is a creepy line that he can't cross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also uh, bets one of his lives. Right. That his pill will wake Herman up uh, at 10 that night, which uh, he has multiple lives. Is that a vampire thing? I, you got me, man. I, that's not a vampire thing that I know of. I've never heard that. But maybe that, he so. has like a hex on him or something or. Yeah, maybe he found a genie and. Yeah. You know. Gave himself more lives. So then this is when um, Eddie runs in with the newspaper and shows him. And this is the fastest freaking newspaper print ever that I've yeah. seen. Like, we don't even print our news this fast. Uh, the only thing I can guess is that it's the evening press. Because, you know, um, they used to do morning and evenings. Yeah, I guess. But that's so, really fast. Like, really fast. Yeah. But, you know, there's the front cover, front and center is the picture of Herman as the mummy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's how they find like, oh. oh, go on, go on. You do it. Yeah. She's like, oh, he uh, goofed this up. Yeah. He goofed it again. She says he goofed it again. I, I literally wrote in my notes. Herman always goofs it again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we go to back to the museum where the guys are talking. They want to keep it. Or, or, or no, this is when Lily goes to the museum and the guys um, are telling or the one dude tells the curator, hey, there's this lady here. She wants to see about the mummy, whatever. And mm -hmm. the guy looks at her. She's like, wow, she's like really weird looking. Yeah. Another one of the whole, you know, they look different type thing. So. She's standing next to a gorilla. Yes. Uh, I actually have some things about that gorilla that please, I'll get into later. Please, please tell me, is that is there a person in that gorilla suit? Because swear do, to God, I thought there was a person. Do you want me to tell you right now or you want to yes, wait? Tell me right now because I swore there was a person in that suit. So the gorilla in the museum 
is a suit and it was in several episodes of Gilligan's Island. I've seen a few of these. Okay. So, yes, there is someone in that costume and you can tell, especially later on in the episode when uh, they're standing next to it. And the person is desperately trying not to move, but uh-huh. not doing a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. This that's where the, this scene is at right now, because when they come out to talk to her, she's right. She just stands there that this whole interaction is a back and forth between the two guys and then Lily, who is standing next to the gorilla. And mm-hmm. when you watch this. I was just so mesmerized. Like I was, I had to go back and rewatch to listen to what they were saying because the gorilla was freaking me out, man. I was like, (laughs) is there someone in this suit or is it like just a really good stuff? Like what is going on? And yeah, because I swore I saw the eyes move a few times. (laughs) And I was just like, wait, I I really thought that was going to be another gag too. Like they were going to play into that or something. Like the gorilla was the actual mummy and that was originally in the sarcophagus or something. (laughs) Oh, that would have been great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The only reason that they agree to talk to Lily in the first place is because the assistant's like, hey, it could be one of those Hollywood types who could throw a lot of money at them. And the curator's like, right. Well, who am I to deny taking their wealth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they they assume because she's dressed differently that she's like a Hollywood actress or some crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's like, I'm here to talk to my husband. And they're like, what? The mummy. It's like, yeah. no, you can't talk to him. He's 3000 years old. She's like, He's not a day over 150. What do you think? I'd marry an old man. <laughs> She's so angry or upset at them suggesting yeah. Herman's old way older. So then um, then they finally are like, well, if we just let her see him, maybe we should just yeah. back the fuck up. <laughs> no way. So, so they go in and these two guys now with their bare hands just lift the sarcophagus lid up. Yeah. No, uh, no, nothing. Um, there's also this is where we also see at the bottom of the foot area. There's actually a chain holding the lid to the to the actual base of the sarcophagus, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I missed that one. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um. So then this is where she goes. Hey, pussycat, wake up! Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> They're like. Madam, he's not going to wake up. She's like, oh, you're right. He won't wake up till or it's not 10 o'clock. Yeah. Well, I have some shopping to do. Here's two dollars for when he wakes up. Tell him to call a cab. He knows where we live. Here's our address. And they're just staring at her like, what the fuck? You're freaking crazy, woman. That's basically (laughs) what they say. Um, And then she shuts the lid by herself and just. What is it? After she leaves, they're like, boy. When the the museum guests are weirder than the museum uh, exhibits, you know you've been in the business too long. I think I should. We should retire. <laughs> yeah. So the the curator's like, no, she's obviously a plant. Yeah. We're gonna post a guard here, and for some reason, you must stay here all night and stare at to his assistant. Yeah. Which seems incredibly harsh. He didn't do anything wrong. He's the assistant, though. He's, you know, 
Why does he have that? You're going to have a guard there, which I might add, uh, we never see. No, we never see him. I think when he said a guard, I think he was just referring to you're going to stay here. <laughs> you're you're he guarding this. It sound this like it was two people. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, some time goes by, and Herman starts to wake up in the sarcophagus, and yeah. the guy is freaking out because he hears knocking. Knocking. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, where's that coming from? He can't find it. And then eventually Herman starts to talk. Um, yeah, hello. And at, at this point, the, the assistant's starting to fall asleep because yeah. no one can be expected to just stare at a box all night. And he wasn't even actually in the same room as the sarcophagus anyways. Yeah, he, like was. he was. Was he? Yeah, he was sitting at the desk next to the phone. Okay. Uh, when Herman starts saying hello, he wakes up and grabs the phone. He's like, hello? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So then um Herman does uh does lift the sarcophagus lid up. Yeah, he has no problem picking the lid up this t- Well, I, you could say earlier he was falling asleep, so he was starting to lose his muscles. Yeah, or maybe. Strength, or it know. could be that it's as you said, it's been open so many times now it's just loose. Right. Uh So then um he gets up, the guy busts right out the door no like, not yet not yet he runs to the door tries to open it. he's like it's because he locked it after the he heard knocking and no one was outside yeah he runs back to herman he's like the door's locked herman goes oh that's rather annoying he's, yeah it is and then he just jumps through <laughs> the door <laughs> he just shows, like, oh that's very polite of him to open the door for me yeah so then herman walks out and then we get herman to walk by the uh the gorilla and then yeah, this is which, where the gorilla's like, what, what? <laughs> and then he like climbs up the tree. So there's no the, explanation for this. No, no. This is an, uh, supposed to be a stuffed gorilla. The whole reason they went with a suit was this one gag. And there's no re- like n- no reasonable explanation for a dead gorilla to just climb a tree. Maybe he scared some life into him. <laughs> And some organs oh. and some brains and some. Oh, you know what? That should, that 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 makes it make more a lot more sense. Instead of scared to death, it's scared to life. Yeah. All right, now I get the gag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then okay. we we go back to the monster's house where they're eating again. Yeah, how they're are having they, breakfast this time? Which how I are am, they all not fat? <laughs> They're uh, always no, this eating. isn't breakfast. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's some weird. It's like a dinner because he just got home from from yeah. whatever. There's another <laughs> one where I figured out they're having breakfast. I think it might be next episode because Herman's having pancakes. <laughs> it's the only they have so much. So much of this show takes place in the kitchen. Yeah. And and they all, and they do the, you know, the the fourth wall thing where you know no one sits at this one spot at the table even though it would make a hundred percent you know that always annoyed me like watching like everybody loves raymond and stuff they had like three spots (laughs) yeah i guess but yeah i i always have been annoyed by sitcom and i love sitcoms but they always do that whole tv Mm -hmm. gag or the table gag um, so then uh, Herman ends up blowing his food on the floor, blah, blah, blah. We go back. Nothing really happens in this scene. Uh, Eddie makes a note that because Herman wasn't there, he had to mess up his homework alone. 
Yeah. I thought that that cracked me up. Um Oh, oh, here's a quote I have actually. So Eddie asks him if he's going to sue the newspaper for slander for calling him a mummy and Herman goes, "No." Uh, and this is a quote. I had to go back and re-listen, yes, so I could do put this, it all down. I was going to write this quote down, but I totally forgot to. Uh, he says that uh, we shouldn't be too hasty to retaliate when one treats us ill. In other words, one who fights fire with fire only gets in trouble with Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good quote. Yeah. Very good quote. Um, yeah, so after that, we dive over back to the museum where the curator is noticing all the busted doors and stuff, but the gorilla's back to where the gorilla originally yeah. was. <laughs> this so. is, ask the gorilla. He's like, I'm not crazy, man. I saw this shit go down. <laughs> <laughs> the curator looks over at the dude in the monkey suit trying desperately not to move. <laughs> what are you talking about? It hasn't moved. <laughs> right. Because this is the scene where you could really tell that there's someone in the suit. Because before it was kind of off to the side, but now it's like right next to them as they're talking. Yeah. So um, this is when we, for some reason, we're going back to Grandpa's lab. Well, hold on. The uh, assistant gets demoted for allowing the mummy to be stolen. Oh, yeah. Because they talk about how it was stolen, that the the girl stole the mummy, blah, blah, blah. How the hell did she pick up? Anyways, <laughs> well, he has been he is now the custodian of the seashell collection <laughs> and then the curator is off to get a search warrant. <laughs> yeah. So and then we go back to the monster's house. We're in grandpa's lab and grandpa's like instantly trying to shove another pill down Herman's throat. Grandpa's, yeah. Grandpa is Herman's dealer, dude. Like He's like pushing <laughs> all the time for him to take new drugs. Herman is just his gullible guinea pig is what's going on here he's like hey i have this new thing try this and herman's like okay yeah what does it do after he takes it but oh, what don't is, worry about it what was the reasoning though for him to take this pill again i forget they, I, they didn't really give a there reason there was Just, no he reason to other to than sleep again. lily lily like yells at him in a bit for like you need to stop giving your stuff to herman yeah which is why I think this is just grandpa testing stuff. But uh, Herman does not want, he has a fit. He's like, I don't want any more pills. And Herman's like, I'll give you a box of candy. Herman's like, give me yeah. the pill. <laughs> he takes it and he passes out instantly here. Yeah. And we get another gag of it, like landing in his stomach. He's like, oh, that's a iron stomach there. Um, yeah. So here's, here's a trivia fact. When Herman passes out on the table, Mm -hmm. grandpa covers him with a devil's Island hotel blanket. Yeah. Uh, the Island is located in Western Lake Superior. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is one of the 22 apostle islands of Northern Wisconsin. And when surf on the lake is heavy, the waves thunder and boom in the island's extensive sea caves. Uh, The rumbling can be heard uh, from the shoreline. And uh, that's where it gets its name from the uh, indigenous people there Mm -hmm. because of the sound of evil spirits. And and you can also because I looked it up, too. You can also stay on stay at a hotel there for fifty seven dollars a night. Or up mm-hmm. to like 200 and some dollars a night. 
And the only people living on the island are Park Service volunteers. Yep. So we cut to uh, the uh, curator. Uh, he's talking to Lily with the search warrant, the two cops. And she's like, I look, it's my husband. He's not dead. I can assure you, you can ask him yourself. And then she pulls open the dungeon door and storms away. Mm. The cops just look at it like, oh, this just looks like we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Smart cops. <laughs> yeah. So the curator is just like there. The curator is just like everybody who does shady stuff. Is, what did you expect? Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. Like, what, what other kind of people would you expect to steal a mummy? <laughs> right. So they get down to the ba- the dungeon and they lift it up and there's, you know, her. There it is. They they grab him and they well, this has to be a mummy. There's, I've never felt rigor mortis like this other than a stiff. Mm. <laughs> so um, then we go. Oh, they do. They oh, ask him if he's going to prosecute. And he's like, just get it back to the museum. We'll talk about prosecution later. Yeah. So then um, then this is where we get the scene afterwards where Grandpa and Lily have their interaction. Mm-hmm. She gives the line. You just can't you experiment on like. Was it squirrels or something that she said? Uh, rodents, like other bad scientists. Yeah. Like other scientists. And um, he's like, she's like, oh, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, well, the pill is going to wake him up in like 30 minutes. And she's like, well, <laughs> Herman better. They, they better have candy for Herman because when he wakes up, he's going to yeah, be mad. That's, <laughs> that's what I got here, too. So uh, Lily asks, he's like, well, what do we do now? He goes. I don't know, but I sure hope they have a box of candy for him. (laughs) And and these people are so worried about, or at least he was originally worried about the, uh, the sarcophagus being open. Now they're just dragging a supposed mummy mummified body mm. around town in the back of a police wagon yeah it's sticking with its with feet up they put a yeah. uh, uh what is it oh uh. the overhang tags yeah the overhang yeah. tag on it. yeah the flag or whatever for when you have oversized items <laughs> this curator is terrible yeah they're all horrible and and then so in this uh car scene they're in the car with the mm. police and um they they make a they're making some jokes. I forget the joke that that it, made it's them a mother in law joke. Yeah, it's a mother in law joke, and and even Herman starts laughing, and they're like, the guy <laughs> in the back is like, oh, there's only three of us, but I swear I heard four laugh laughs. And then go ahead. And then Herman sits up and he's like, oh, it's and they all freak out. They jump out the car as it's moving. Speaking of mother-in-laws, have you heard this one? Yeah, it, it was a pretty funny scene. Um, we know how much he loves his jokes. Oh, yeah. Herman loves his comedy, uh, even if no one else does. So they jump out the car and then yeah, they bail. And, and then as they see, it's about to crash. That's when they worry about the car. <laughs> and then Herman just like slides up and gets out and uh, it hits a fire hydrant. Yeah. And, and then we end the scene. The show just ends right there with Herman yeah, getting like, out the car. Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. So that's, that's the end of the episode, man. Um, <laughs> episode 32 ends 
just with him like hey taxi because we all know he knows how to get home right yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah so what did you think about this episode to us uh this was a fun one it's it's just straight up silly it's uh a lot of it doesn't make sense but it really doesn't need to it's just fun and for as much as stuff that does you know taking into consideration everything else but for as much as some of the things that they do don't make sense in like a real world scenario they actually put in a lot of like real facts in there like you know about the yeah the 18th dynasty yeah. uh this the mummy the uh, pharaoh mm-hmm. uh i think that's that's kind of what really also elevated it for me is uh i like when they do kind of uh a little bit of educational stuff and yeah. that's that's what i love about very early doctor who is that it was originally created as a children's educational sci-fi show right uh it got away from that obviously but <laughs> most do most do <laughs> but yeah i i really liked i enjoyed that part where it's like we're gonna just have fun with this episode but we're also gonna toss in some like points here and there that possibly might get people to think you know in the 60s yeah. it was probably a little harder for people to research some of the stuff too the to see uh, go to the library and check right. out some books right you just go to the library instead of going to google or your phone so uh yeah so i i really enjoyed this episode it, it got me to laugh a lot and um yeah so before we dive into episode 30 three uh before you start your stuff i wanted to also let people know because i know me and you watch the dvd set that you can buy it's like 20 bucks right nine, nine yeah bucks or i, I 20 go bucks. off itunes most of the time but okay. yeah i do have it. so it's so up there behind me i did want to let people know too that most of these episodes in case you haven't watched any of them yet or you want to go watch them you can watch these on both peacock and daily motion has them now the versions on daily motion sometimes are flipped mirrored so that the people yeah, could put them on bootlegged. there right so uh that's the only difference with the daily motion ones they're either flipped or they're darkened um but then you can also watch them on peacock and i don't know if peacock costs money or not i don't i believe they have a free version commercial Okay. included free version but i some of their shows are not included in that package okay yeah i just wanted to let people know that that you know don't have the extra to go out and buy the the dvd set or anything like that so or don't mm. already own the set like uh, we do yeah i believe they went to peacock after they left Tubi. yeah <laughs> when i discovered them a couple months ago okay so uh, just wanted to get that out there for everybody I'm so sure there's I, uh, other ways to watch it too, but I just yeah. watch the DVD. I just pull, I, I, I'm an, uh, yeah, I just pull out the DVD. <laughs> I l- I'm an extras fiend. I love extras. So DVDs yeah. are like my bread and butter with entertainment. And I think uh, as we said in like the that's, first, that's not a correct analogy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as we said too, in the first couple episodes, um, several of the features on the box set too, like we don't get paid for this just so people know, but several no, of the, no, we just really enjoy it. <laughs> several of the features on the box set, right? There's no sponsor. Uh, However, uh, universal, if you would like, <laughs> please reach out. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the space 
features on the box set are really cool because there's some extra movies. There's some, you know, the 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 uh, original uh, pilot and stuff like that, yeah. which we'll be doing for our finale for that, season that, one. Uh, so what is it? Uh, the family portrait episode yep. is in color on there. So you get it in color and black and white if you want. Mm-hmm. So which we did our discussion on the colored version. So if you haven't checked yep. that episode out, go ahead and do that. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's sell so, uh, uh, I got some other trivia I had for this previous episode of okay. uh, the, um, yep. so when Dr. Wilkerson, uh, mentions the 18th dynasty of Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, this dynasty is classified as the first dynasty of the new kingdom of Egypt, the era in which Egypt achieved the peak of its power. Uh, it had several of Egypt's most famous pharaohs, including Tutankhamun, uh, or King Tut, as many other people know him. Also, was a Batman villain. Uh, <laughs> hat, se- uh, boy, hat suit, uh, the longest reigning uh, woman pharaoh of an indigenous dynasty, and Akhenaten, uh, the heretic pharaoh, with his great royal wife Nefertiti. Uh, the pharaohs of Dynasty Fourteenth uh, ruled for approximately two hundred and fifty years. Um. Okay. A little bit of conversion. Uh, Lily gives $2 for the cab fare in today. That's about uh, $17.85. That's a so big. expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> and uh, I already said the bit about the gorilla suit being used on uh, Gilligan's Island a lot. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that yeah. it was a person in that suit in that scene with uh, Lily. Cause I was just Lily, like, yeah, as I was uh, the watching kind of gave was, it away when yeah. they were on screen. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what gave it away to me. I was like, there has to be somebody in there. Otherwise mm-hmm. this is a freaky ass statue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always Taxidermy. worried too, because like you always see these videos like on TikTok or even like with impractical jokers and stuff like that, TV shows and stuff mm-hmm. that do these like pranks to people in public. I, Every time I go into a store, if I see a mannequin that looks like it could be a person, I'm walking away from it because I'm not about to get jump scared by some dude dressed in a mannequin <laughs> outfit, let alone a gorilla outfit. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to episode 33. 33, uh, season one aired April. I'm sorry, May 6, 1965, uh, titled Lily Munster Girl Model. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, teleplay was by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosier. Story by Dick Conway, who we last saw with Herman the Rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Earl Bellamy, who we last saw with All Star Herman. So, a couple of the sports centric episodes. Uh, guess this one is uh, Roger C. Carmel as Laszlo Brastoff, who mm-hmm. was in uh, DuckTales, The Transformers. Uh, was Harry Mudd in both Star Trek, the original and the animated series. The Harry Mudd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as he was renamed in the animated Harcourt Fenton Mudd um, and was also in Batman. We had uh, Nina Shipman as the beautiful girl who mm. wrote a book published in 1975 called How to Become an Actor in Television Commercials. Uh, a lot of the people, I guess, are 
uh, models that they had on who's very, you know, very little television career, just so everyone knows. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next person is uh, John Alvin as Mr. Franklin, who had a reoccurring character called Harry Barth in the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, We had Kimberly Beck as the little girl. Sally E. Morris as Coletta. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, This is first of two acting credits. uh, The other being just simply a model. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sandra uh, Techie, who is only credited as Techie, uh, uh, who plays Millicent. Uh, This is her first credited of only two. I believe the other one is uncredited. Uh, Susan Wendell as the first model. Tracy Butler as the second model. Lois Roberts as Irving. And Leslie Marie Colburn, uncredited as a girl model. (laughs) So, yeah. Awesome. So before we dive into this, everybody, if you don't know who Harry Mudd is, just Google it for Star Trek. Mud is like yeah, that was the best. Your only uh, comments to me after you watch this, hey, that guy's in Star Trek. <laughs> I know who Harry Mud is. Like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh shit. Did um, you know he got renamed for the animated? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I, did you? Okay. The the I should have known animated, you would yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. Um. They actually, I I forget who replays him now. Uh, because they brought the character back. Oh, well, that's um, cool. And it's uh, Harcourt Fenton. No, wait, no, that's the the character's name. Parkour, parkour. Name, uh, Rain Wilson plays him in Discovery. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, and he does a really good job with the character as well. So, yeah. Um, let's move along then, I guess. Uh, right. Where am I so at? There we- it is. Episode... 33 Lily Munster girl model as Tivis already said uh, feeling useless Lily searches for a job she lands a position as a fashion model causing Herman to become wildly jealous and transform himself into a swinging playboy wildly jealous is very nice as a nicer way to say he becomes an uh uh I uh, okay. Yeah, I have thoughts on this episode yeah. <laughs> when we're done. Um he, he becomes a misogynist in this episode. Let's just say that. <laughs> so we open up with him covered in uh, uh shavings as he's creating a model ship yep. for uh to put in a bottle when Lily comes in asking if he wants to go to the movies and he's like, No, I can't. I got my hobby here. And Lily's like, Don't you have to build that inside the bottle? He's he just takes the bottle. Top half comes off. He's, oh, it's easy when you cheat. Not not the best moral start to this episode. <laughs> no, Herman's morals in this episode are go completely off the wall. Everyone's morals in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, and these, were, then these goes, were the same writers too as the previous several few. Uh, well. The story, this one is by the guy who did the, uh, was it the baseball one? Okay. Yeah. And directed by the basketball guy. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so Lily then goes to ask grandpa. He's like, well, what's playing? She's like, uh, to kill a werewolf and vampires of blood alley. 
uh, you know, I prefer escapism to my movies. <laughs> and uh, he has to help Eddie with his homework anyway. Yeah. So she's like, well, where's Marilyn at? And Herman's like, ah, she went out. So she like sits down. She's just, like real sad. I guess I'll just sit here and deteriorate. And Grandpa's like, why not? I've been doing it for years. <laughs> she's like, I want to get a job. And the look on Grandpa and Herman's face sound like they're like she's planning to kill someone. Instantly, though, Herman puts her down instantly about that. Well, we cut to the intro next and then we go to. OK, this is the, the one I knew was breakfast because Herman had pancakes. <laughs> and Lily's reading the job listing to Marilyn and mm. Herman is just making offhanded comments to Gramp on the other side of the table. Oh, he's being a complete dick about Asshole. it. Asshole. Yeah, I should. She can. Uh, uh, one job is like you must be able to type so many, you know, words per minute. 120 mm-hmm. words, I think it was a minute. And he's like, she can't even. Uh, uh, what was it? Oh, write something without looking in the dictionary. <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs> these are things that I would say to my wife as jokes, not like as being serious. <laughs> I wouldn't even chance them as a joke. <laughs> And my wife's used to it. (laughs) (laughs) But also Uh, my wife, you know, she has a really good job. So, and I'm never going to tell my wife not to work unless I'm making billions of dollars and I don't want her to work. (laughs) I'll be honest. This was probably the most difficult one for me to separate, you know, our views today to back then. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that it it because things have changed a lot. Like when this set was made, yeah. there was a lot more of the nuclear family was like top dog, along mm-hmm. with like you know men. They they are the house supporters or the household, the head of the household, I guess, the breadwinners, and and that's how it was. Um, but the, yeah, I remember this was also 65 when this episode came out and they were, fi- we were finally starting to get away with, uh, you know, get away, get away from, uh, this dynamic a little bit more in the sixties and especially mm-hmm. in the late sixties where women were finally getting to go into the workplace more and stuff like that. But you still had all the men that were still in that head dynamic. Like we still have today. There's lots of people that live in. The freaking nineties, like you know, it, it's a uh, it's a dynamic that they get into, and and it's hard to get out from. So the way that they play it, like every frustration that she has, I hundred percent agree with her frustrations in this episode. But they also seem like they would have been real frustrations for women back then who wanted yes. to go out and get jobs. Like I remember watching. Um, what was it Pleasantville? If no one's ever seen Pleasantville, it's a great movie. Toby Maguire's in it, um, and uh, Chris Christina Applegate, I think, is the sister. I don't recall, uh, but it's a really good movie. They basically they they live in like the the nineties two thousands, and they get sucked into a TV show from the fifties, and um, they basically transform everyone's life in that. And and you see some of these elements come up where the woman wants to go into uh, to work and stuff like that. So there's Reese Witherspoon on the casting. Reese Witherspoon, that's who it is. Yeah, 
That's right. They all look alike to me. <laughs> I started confusing everybody. <laughs> Little preview of our Operation Babble show. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that movie for touching on the elements of the past like that. This, of course, is in the past, and it's still touching on those specific elements. So yes. it, it does it pretty good. Yeah, they toss in a lot of comedy elements there to to appease to probably the, the men that were watching at the time. They'd be like, ah, oh, a woman working? What? Oh. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I mean... Not to be a dick, but that's how people were, you know, well, not everybody, yeah. but a, a, a majority, a vast majority it's today. Still, we see it. So I completely understand watching this episode today and not putting like, well, that's just ridiculous on it. You know, yeah, it's I'm going to try to hold off on my full yeah. thoughts until we get to our, you know, feelings Sorry. portion of this, but no, no, no. Yeah, I just it, wanted to like headline it with that because that yeah. way when people are watching this episode, they understand a little bit more of like, you know, it it was happening at that time too for this yeah. stuff. So, yeah. For sure. Um Let's see. Uh she uh, Lily then rushes off upstairs with Marilyn to go start getting ready for some of these. Mm-hmm. And uh Herman is talking about how aggressively against it he is and grandpa's like i don't worry about it she's got no experience no one's gonna hire her anyway dude they're brutal (laughs) then herman's like should i put my foot down as head of household and forget uh forbid it yeah grandpa's like nah and he's like yeah you're right she only laughs at me when i do that anyway yeah um, I feel that Herman <laughs> at, at this point I don't know about your version but the one on iTunes there's like there was a spot in the film that whenever they went close up on the faces yeah, yeah that's uh, it was noticeable and it was driving me nuts I, I think it was in the uh, cut that they took for um, mm. transferring it over to digital DVD all that stuff that the, yeah. there was like a fray in the film somewhere in certain parts so which, yeah which can happen with older stuff oh yeah but I Dude, just shows, wish it wasn't as noticeable. Half the time shows and stuff like that, they weren't made to go into like syndication or anything like that back then. So they didn't take care of a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so then we get like a, a short montage and by short, I mean like two jobs uh, <laughs> of uh, Lily applying for stuff. Well, she goes and does. Well, she does a couple. She so she does the typing. Oh yeah, okay. There is like four. So the we typing see. job. Um, she like has the, the she's typing on the typewriter, and I, I forget the name of the the piece. Uh, but it flies off the typewriter, but hovers there, and she just moves it back over, and da, da, da. and the guy's like, oh well, the p- position's been filled. I'm like, bro, yeah. she's doing the job. Why can't? Who cares if it looks freaky? Just hire her. She's actually doing good. She did a good job. What's that? It's called a carriage. Carriage, okay. For the Which, typewriter. By the way, does not make sense because it that's where the things are that goes down on the paper. So if it goes off away from the paper, you can't type anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, the strings were very visible. Yeah. Um, and then she goes from there to an old folks' home to be a nurse uh, <laughs> without an education and scares the shit out of all the uh, elderlies. And then she goes from there to a bus driver um, because the paper Which, said female bus driver wanted. Um, mm. So interesting. Which this one she rightly shouldn't get because 
she promptly puts it in reverse and yeah. goes through a fence. Oh yeah, this one she completely <laughs> you shouldn't know. But I'm like she drives the coach all the time. Yes, she clearly has a license. So, uh and then we go and there's a fashion model thing that she wants or yeah. she circled. And, and um this we is, meet the designer. Yeah, Harry Mudd. Who's uh <laughs> Who's uh, you know, each woman who comes in, he's just less and less impressed with to the point mm. where he even starts crying and bashing his head into the wall. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Lily comes in, uh, who she immediately smacks his assistant in the face, uh, twirls her coat and crashes his stuff off of the table, and he's like, "Yes, I've found her." Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So the reason he picks her is because his new line is in, is goth inspired by vampires and she fits it perfectly. And she's like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, she begins to float around with happiness. Again, you can see the wires. Yeah. So uh, there's a they, lot of uh, there's a lot of weird like because I didn't know she could float or fly. And we have another well, instance. She is supposed to be a vampire, so. Well, we have another instance of it later with another character I'll bring up. But yeah, she, we've never seen her do that. So this is the first mm-hmm. time we've seen her use that uh, ability, I'll say, instead of power. So yep. yeah. And actually, we're about to get to that scene you just mentioned because Herman is extremely pissed she found a job, especially being a model. Yeah. And then grandpa's like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, the clientele, they're mostly men. And then they begin joking about how, you know, they're just rich and they're philanthropists and they probably hang up with the model frequently. And then Herman's like, hold on. That's my wife. And grandpa's like, that's my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're both like furious again. Oh, I guess this wasn't the scene that this happens in, but... (laughs) Oh, no, it is because Marilyn comes in and Herman goes to yell for Lily and Marilyn's like, oh, she already left. And he's like, oh, I'm so mad. I could go through the ceiling. Yeah. And then he does. And he just he's just like freaking Peter Pan's it up to the (laughs) ceiling. I'm like, what? What? Wait, when did Herman fly? Like, Uh, yeah, I, I will say that this explains a lot. These two scenes with Eddie floating down from the ceiling a few weeks ago. Mm hmm. It's like, oh, okay. So he inherited that ability from one or both of them. Right. <laughs> but he, he just floats up. I was like, wait, what? That, that so, is not a Frankenstein ability. Uh, maybe he has like vampire parts in them too. Could so. be. Also, that's not a saying I'm familiar with. <laughs> a Frankenstein ability? No, I'm so angry I could go through the ceiling. Oh. Mm. I, I'm I'm taking a stab in the dark here that that is an old saying that is no longer used and they just, you know, did a physical gag for it. But right. I'm not familiar with it. it. Listeners, if it's one you've heard of, let us know. So uh, after this is when um, Eddie comes in and talks with yeah. Marilyn. She's like, where's everyone at? Or and he's like oh they're in the dungeon plotting how to get mom uh fired and she's like she yells at him like you know you shouldn't be eavesdropping 
Yeah. Like, that's your takeaway? And, well, not only that, she's like, you got uh, big ears here too much or some shit. And he's like, uh, like, you're jealous or something. Like, yep, basically. <laughs> oh, the characterization in this episode. So they're, they're telling right. they're, in this episode so far, they've already said, uh, be disrespectful to everybody basically cheat your way through life and uh snoop on people because of eddie <laughs> so yeah if you can hear it it's okay i guess is what they're saying so we get a callback to when herman was a wrestler yep uh and because uh they're working on a plan to get her fired and herman's like are we gonna burn it down like how you did yeah, i caught that i caught that one <laughs> I was like, wait, burn what down? First of all, like, yeah. what are you going to kill your wife? <laughs> like, and you think like, and it's interesting too, because I thought they were going to run the gag of like Herman being afraid of fire because Frankenstein's monster doesn't like fire. <laughs> so I thought that's what they were going to get to, you know, but nope, they didn't do that. Because we have yet to see that that happened there's always fire happening around herman he just doesn't care yeah <laughs> yeah uh he almost swallows it when he's sleeping on the couch a few weeks ago yeah <laughs> uh yeah. grandpa's like no we're gonna use a disguise and ruin her time so that she wants to quit instead and it, this is like the third or fourth time now that we go back to his disguise pills that we've seen in from the very first episode. Mm. And, um, I, I, again, I'm a really big fan of continuity. So just seeing them continue to go back to this, uh, this is probably my favorite part of the episode. Cause we see all of his, disc- we got, uh, I paused it so I could write them down. We got Ricardo okay. Cortez, mm-hmm. Ricky Rooney, Pat Boone, Mel Torm. I might have spelled that wrong. Uh, Dean Martin, Caesar Romero, which was misspelled to be like the Emperor Caesar and Frank Sinatra. And there's a giant one in the back that just says Texas Playboy. (laughs) (laughs) So Greppa picks up the Pat Boone bottle. He's like, how'd that get in there? And Yeah. Uh, Is that? I don't I don't understand that reference. Is there like a rivalry between those two actors or something? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, let's see here. I don't see oh, anything. I will note that Herman picks up a bottle that wasn't in this group that just says Mr. Clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they, they make a <laughs> remark about Mr. Clean's pierced ear, too. Yeah. I didn't know Mr. Clean was that old, first of all. Like that yeah. caught me off guard. I was like, wait, he's damn. Um, but then he's like, <laughs> grandpa, he's like, Mr. Clean. And grandpa's like, oh, don't let the earring fool you. <laughs> he, he's like, basically, that dude gets it all the time <laughs> when he's not doing commercials. Yeah. Uh, so grandpa is then like, how about Frank Sinatra? And Herman's like, yeah, all right. Uh, an explosion happens around Herman after he takes the pill and he's now wearing Frank Sinatra's clothes, but his face is still the same, which I don't think it's supposed to be. And Grandpa's like, eh, you know what? You're not as young as you used to be. You can't pull this off. Right. 
So then he's like, how about Ricardo or Richard Burton, which he pulls out of his pocket. And Herman's like, is that even allowed in this country? <laughs> hmm. I just what you w- find. We're going to read all this later. So let's get okay. through this episode. <laughs> all we're, right. I'm we're actually having a very long episode today. So I apologize, everybody. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, but yeah, so this is when they're going through all the different suits and stuff, right? Still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he changes his, each one changes his clothes, but not anything else. And he's like, yeah, for me. Herman, it doesn't uh, change his face. He's like, the one person that takes one of these in this episode whose face yeah. doesn't change it. And, and I mean, why would you that like Fred's like the perfect, just let him play anything that he wants to play. Come on. Well, after he takes the, uh, the Richard Burton pill, he's like, look, I want Lily to be jealous, not into me. Yeah. So grandpa's like, all right, how about just the sta- uh, generic Texas playboy pill? And Herman's like, why are they so big? He goes, well, it's one eighth chemical. The rest is baloney. <laughs> like, there's a couple things I could take a take from this. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you know the other use for baloney is uh, a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Yep. That's baloney. I had a principal so, that would always say that in like elementary school. <laughs> So he takes this, and for anyone who uh, watched Fairly Odd Parents, he becomes Doug Dimadome, basically. <laughs> uh, Marilyn comes down asking if uh, lunch is ready and begins laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah. It's so me. Also, lunch ready? Why would lunch? Why would. <laughs> Not for these for the oh, show. No, he, she asks if they want lunch. Okay, I was gonna say for the show though we've never seen Herman make food. Yeah. <laughs> so I was about to say, wait. Uh, Just yeah. the fact that she's like bursts out laughing at him and doesn't stop the and entire. And then she time. dips out. She like runs away. Yeah. And then that's so me. Then we get uh them to figure out like well, well what are we gonna do because she has well, uh. What what is it technically a runway? Is it a runway that she's doing? Right. Yeah. Okay. But uh, he freak he he's like, how am I irresistible if Marilyn just laughed at me? Which I'm like, dude, that's your niece, <laughs> right? And Grandpa's like, well, hang on, we'll put a little insurance into this. And he's like, well, you'll go with a beautiful girl already on your arm. And Herman's like, I don't want to go with a strange girl. And he's like, don't worry, I'll make one for you. And this is where things get Gets super weird. weird. Super oh. freaking weird. Uh, another th- reason. And also, I wonder how many of these disguises, like the pills and stuff, Grandpa uses when he goes out doing his serial killer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a valid concern I didn't think about. Because this oh, one boy. that he's about to use would be the perfect way to lure your victims. Perfect way. For so male victims, anyways. It, he whips up a potion and turns himself into a woman. Yeah. And this uh, time we actually see him transform 100%. It's not like except the, his voice. Except he his gets, voice. Yes. What is it? 80% Herman says. Yeah. So, uh, and he keeps getting weirdly close to Herman. Bro. I was like, what is going like? 
I get like your your your, uh, but uh, your great grandpa too man. much of a method actor. <laughs> Herman's like everyone needs a father-in-law like you. It was just like weird, man. I was oh, just like, so- is Grandpa gonna get knocked up with Herman Junior? <laughs> like, what is going on? So we cut to the uh, the fashion show now. Which did you notice the voice that was doing the commentary for it? No, I that's did not. Yvonne. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she was pulling double duty this episode. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, the, you know, we get all the list. Uh, it's a fashion show. The girls come out wearing clothes. The fashion designer's super happy with how Lily w- looks at it. And the girls are like, oh, there's a rich Texan here. But she he's brought his girlfriend. And <laughs> one of the girls is like, ah, oh, darn, a rich Texan was just what I was looking for. <laughs> and Lily's, oh, I'm not interested in that. I got a great, the best husband ever. So, <laughs> some poor, poor woman. A question though. So, Grandpa transforms into a, a female who would almost resemble Marilyn's uh, attractiveness, pretty much. Um, but Which they all they find her disgusting, right? They find her disgusting. So I'm like, why would she be jealous of that? Then. That was my big like takeaway. I was like, wait, why would she be jealous of someone that they f- don't find attractive? Yeah. Also, when she comes out and whatever the hell she's wearing to do this, she just looks like she's like a, a Russian runway model. <laughs> like I was like, what are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as they go through <laughs> this, uh, Grandpa starts lighting up a cigar and Herman's like, don't break character. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And her crap was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ruin your drink now. <laughs> and, and grandpa gets even weirder here, too. Um, oh, my God. Very, this is very so weird. Like. But I, Lily notices them and she gets in. Like, at first, she's walking around, you know, and then she's like, wait a second. That's Herman. And she's yeah. like, who the fuck is this? bitch? <laughs> And Grandpa's like on him and not just like hand on Herman's chest, but like nuzzled up to his face. Kisses him on the cheek, bro. I was like, wait, what are we doing here? Like, Grandpa. Grandpa is a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many guys Grandpa did this to when lily was younger to keep guys away from her oh my god (laughs) if he goes this far to uh, upset his own daughter imagine what he does the people who pisses him off yeah Uh, so as the other girls are out showing off their uh their uh designs uh herman begins winking at a few of them (laughs) and lily's just staring daggers from the curtain on the side (laughs) yeah she 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 then like freaking hits like a post just barely hits a post she comes out for the second time (laughs) that like lands on them (laughs) and she tries to kill him i was just like wait what what are we doing um and this is where uh the the designer runs out yeah. like rushes to help herman and uh grandpa and herman's like get your hands off my grandfather and he's like grandfather which is wouldn't be his grandfather anyways it's your father-in-law no, it's bro it's his father-in-law <laughs> they just established this like last scene 
<laughs> well, it might be his future wife now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And so the fashion still ends in disaster. Uh, we cut back to the house. Lily's packing. Like, she is leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and Herman's like, it was your dad, I swear. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so. She doesn't believe him. Yeah. And then Grandpa walks back in. Instead of in female form. Yeah, he's, he's knocking. He's like, see, Grandpa took the potion so that you could see that this happened. Yeah. He's like, hey, Grandpa comes in. Someone drank my potion. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... <sighs> Man, okay, let's finish the episode right here because this is how it ends. So, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Lily's like, "That's a lie, you, you know, yeah, creepy old bastard." <laughs> so then um, Eddie knocks and he comes in. Yeah, Eddie is now a girl. Yeah, <laughs> a and girl. he thought it was a pop. Now this is he, this is an actual girl, right? Like yes. this not uh, okay. I was like, did they dress Butch up? But I couldn't tell. No, this is Kimberly structure. Beck. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. What you were saying, I'm, I apologize. Well, yeah, he says he found what he thought was a pop in the basement. Yeah. It was in a beaker, and you have a kitchen. <laughs> Why have you not learned not to drink random shit in your basement? Weren't they also? pills i thought no not the one that turns him into a woman it was a potion he whipped up real quick uh so he's like which again again though second episode where grandpa's invention actually did what it was supposed to do yeah (laughs) he ruined people's lives (laughs) (laughs) so eddie's like well how long am i gonna be like this grandpa's like oh two to three hours enough time to learn how the other side lives <laughs> yeah. which i will note butch i really want you to come on this uh, the show but i'm sorry your voice over here was real bad i thought they um, think it's not it's not the actor's fault it's the whoever lined it up his delivery was very deadpanned and emotion like you could tell he wasn't used to doing voiceover work oh yeah i mean he was a kid yeah. come on yeah. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying that it's real bad. And how many things were really doing a lot of voiceover back then, too? Like, well, for, Yvonne just did it. For the, uh, that's a narration, basically. Yeah. So Eddie complains that he has to pitch on the baseball team this afternoon. And I'm like, oh, good. He's still on the team. Right. And Grandpa then makes the, uh, you know, 60s sexist joke of, well, you're going to have to pray for rain or learn how to pitch underhand. End credits. <laughs> we just yeah. end there. We we end with a sexist joke. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, this just solidifies my feelings on this episode. This is the first episode I will never watch again. Uh, the set, the, here's the thing, too, about this episode, which is played during World War Two. It literally just happened. It, it 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 the thing is with this episode, with that delivery of that like joke right at the end, it yeah. doesn't make sense towards how grandpa literally said you can see how the other half, you know, have to basically go through life and stuff for a little bit. Yeah. 
like because that is a good thing to say like hey look you can experience things that you know you normally wouldn't be able to experience or something because you have this chance to live in a in, in their shoes and stuff but then he finishes it up with oh you can throw underhand I'm like wait what he could still be able to throw how he threw <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna go straight into my thoughts okay go ahead the personalities are like so flipped on this episode. I don't know. Yeah. I realize, you know, they want to tell the story of, you know, the women at the time who wanted to go out and. But this wasn't the know, right way to do it, I don't think. But I think. No. As far as. They, they keeping... made everyone else worse for no reason. Yeah. Like, the, there's a lot of complaints about that in modern stuff. I don't agree with most of that. This is the first time I've actually felt like that's a real complaint. Oh. <laughs> Oh, where because they like we've watched certain people worse to make the other people look better. Yes. Yeah. Like, we've watched 32 episodes where Herman is the sweetest, you know, goofball of a husband. This he's a downright asshole. And haven't we watched another episode where she did go out to get work? Yeah, she was a palm reader and yeah. he was jealous during that episode, but he wasn't a dick about it. Right. He was more concerned that she was cheating on him because she didn't want to tell him she got a job. Mm, that's what it was yeah that's when we met her creepy ass brother <laughs> yeah chester the molester no don't no that's herman's brother uh, oh yeah he, he well we don't know about him either <laughs> no he was charlie i'm sorry that's charlie. charlie yeah chester is the werewolf was it chester yeah i'm gonna look that up while you give your thoughts all right so my thoughts on it you know like I look at it. I'm. I looked at the episode in the lens of the time, but as far as the character development that we've had, go on. It's Lester. Oh, Lester the molester. There we go. <laughs> also, no, we had to cut that joke. No, it was the other word I said. <laughs> oh, all right. That's right. You had to cut yourself. Oh boy. Um, and uh, so. Uh, now people are going to wonder what word I said. Dang it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was not good. <laughs> it was a bad joke. It doesn't joke. matter. It wasn't a bad joke. It was just. It was a horrible joke. Uh, let's, let's go. Uh, anyways, with this episode, yeah, I did. I, I understood where they were coming from within the time frame, the, the time that this came out and everything. I think that they were trying to tackle the issue while also having some elements in there for possibly the people that are like, you know, uh, Herman was in this episode. However, as far as we've seen with the 32 episodes, like you said previously, the characters all seemed way different. Like, like you could have plucked this episode out and told somebody to watch it by themselves without never watching the monsters. And then you tell them to go back and watch the monsters and they'd be like, wait, these they have a completely, completely different, different idea of who the characters are other right. than grandpa who is continuously just a murderous dude a grandpa's like whole female thing like it was weird man i don't think oh, when they were so shooting weird. this when they shot this and i'm not trying to be critical like super critical of it but i feel like when they shot this they forgot it was supposed to be grandpa <laughs> Because now, I, I, like I said, I'm just it's so hard for me to separate today's mentality with, you know, back then from this episode. 
I can separate it, but as far as like the character development and stuff, that's where I find issue with it. Um, because you know, uh, you, yeah, it, unfortunately, it was the time, but we were starting to get out of that. So the way that these guys were taking it was a little extreme and um ridiculous i i live in a family where i grew up with all women and they were constantly working and supporting and stuff so i have no issue with any of that shit and so yeah when i see this if i think about it in those terms i'd be pissed off like you know to today's standards for sure or like just like if my if my mom was treated that way i'd be freaking eddie should have killed his dad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh wow or disassembled him for Got a some, day uh, or two you Game know of thrones shit going on here he could have disassembled him for a day or two put his head in a jar and been like dad you're staying here until mom's done working leave her alone okay it's 1965 grow up you're 150 years old <laughs> but yeah so uh my thoughts on this it was a f- it was a decent episode um for what they were trying to do but they really the character development fucked it up for sure the character switch up i should say and then um i love the actor who plays uh Br- brasloff or whatever the heck the character's name was in this uh uh uh, uh laszlo brastoff played by roger uh, Car- caramel caramel Car- caramel yeah uh harry mud <laughs> for my star trek people out there <laughs> so yeah um so i like seeing him in there but yeah as far as the characters go i can't say it enough they they completely changed them up in that episode for sure uh if you guys th- disagree with me on it let me know um i'd, yeah, I'd really th- love to did hear you your enjoy opinions. this one because this is so different than yeah it was anything because uh, there was a way for them to have tackled the same issue without changing the characters a hundred percent like even Marilyn laughing at, at, at uh, Herman so much was weird yeah, and out it of was character different, but with how he was acting, I felt like it was so deserved. deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But yeah. Like I would really like to know for the fans out there who have watched these episodes many a times, like this was my first time watching this episode. Um, yeah, same. I would like to know from everyone out there who might actually really enjoy this episode I, why I'm you curious. like it, or you know what you think about yeah. the character switch up and stuff like that, or if you've never even thought about it. So, just I'm curious. curious how often this one was uh, replayed on TV because I mean, the back fact in the that time, neither one of us have seen it, yeah, make me think maybe they skipped this one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm curious about other people's takes on the episode, and yeah. I know there's a difference between the sixty sixty five and what twenty twenty two now for sure. Yeah, but yeah, at that time they were still. Have we though? <laughs> well, in some areas. All right. Um, so, so I got just yeah. two pieces of trivia to close us out of this Go episode. Ahead. Um, both Butch Patrick and Kimberly Beck, the girl who played the uh, you know his female version Mm -hmm. uh they would both appear in the episode my master the author of i dream of genie okay 
And uh, at one point in this episode, Herman mentions Georgie. That's a reference to George Jessel, who was known outside of his movies for three marriages, multiple affairs, one of which resulted in a daughter. <laughs> okay. So, All right. It's, uh, yeah. If anyone was wondering about that reference, that was like a throwaway comment. That's uh, that's who he's referring to. Yeah. So I have one last thing to do. I know we're running a little long. Oh, yeah. What did you look up? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going. Uh, we're running a little long, but I want to start doing this. Uh, I, I think there's a couple of them for each one of the monsters here. Um, so I'll do one today. We'll we'll focus on Herman Munster. I found out this. Um, it's uh, like a bio bio thing on him real quick it does herman and then it does of course the care the actor who plays him we're not going to mm-hmm. do that because we've heard throughout this this uh show like Tibbs yeah did a i breakdown did a little bit of spotlights stuff. in the beginning right of each of the actors so this is a spotlight on herman munster kind of like a short like where he's from and shit like that all right so herman munster is in the best manhood 150 years old and lives in grand style shoe size 26C with a height of 2.25 meters. Not converting that to feet. Um, he towers above all the other members of the family because of of his wait because of his okay he towers above all others uh, members of the family. Period. <laughs> they need to have <laughs> some stuff here because of his uh steel bolt decorated neck herman munster appears here as a pioneer of the present piercing fashion his greenish skin and different ears and the beauty bruise bruise in from of wow they sucked with their punctuation <laughs> the different ears and the beauty bruise in from of a blizzard he is hardly to overlook. I don't understand that. In Are you... I'm is... reading it what word for word. Maybe the author's not native English speaker. Okay, so I'm going to from now or on maybe someone of my yeah. you know grammar level writing this. I, I uh, next episode I'll go in and read and then rewrite Possibly. All right. But I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue reading this. Herman Munster was produced in a German lab by Dr. Frankenstein, whose hobby was to put persons together with the do-it-yourself construction set. Herman left Germany at an early age and was adopted in England by a family called Munster. So he's adopted. Herman distinguishes himself through exceptional capabilities in telling childish jokes. (laughs) His professional background led him to the undertakers of Gateman, Goodberry, and Graves. Oh. Uh Oh. What? If he was adopted, then perhaps that grandfather comment would make sense, but also wouldn't that make him his father? His last name is Munster. Yeah. Oh, Lily's monster. Grandpa must not be a monster then. He's a count. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I just, I thought maybe this was a flash situation. All right. And here's, <laughs> here's the, uh, this is how this came up for the last part of this. He proves his good taste with his preference for Huckleberry Hound and Pat Boone albums. Mm-hmm. So 
as we found out in this one, Pat Boone was tossed out. So maybe it's because Grandpa was just like, screw your taste in me. <laughs> oh, maybe. So that's yeah, good. That's good. I, I, I like that. Um, to learn a little bit more about Herman. Uh, maybe some of this yeah. stuff comes up in the seasons, I guess. Because this yeah. is the first time I've ever heard Gateman, Goodberry, and Graves as his job. We haven't yeah. heard what Maybe place that he doesn't works come for. into play until the 80s version. Maybe. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking I'll, forward um, to it. I'll reread, I'll read through these next time, guys. I apologize. And uh fix any grammatical errors that there were because Wow, I could not read that properly. Um, the grammar and punctuation count. <laughs> Please remember. <laughs> it's why I'm not a professional writer. <laughs> we'll change that, Tivis. We'll change that. All right. You got any last words for us today, Tivis? I just, you know, <laughs> I'm exhausted physically and mentally from this episode. <laughs> not this show, but this last episode. It just, it broke me. All right. Well, now that we're uh, finished up here, remember, everybody, you can uh, email us at themonstercast at outlook.com. And uh, please do. Yeah. With that, we'd love to hear from you guys. We really do. Yeah, we really do. I've been um, catching up on um, Twitter comments and and messages there, too. So uh, definitely just hit us up anywhere that you feel comfortable uh, messaging us at. All right, guys, with that said, thank you, and we will catch you next time as we take another stroll down 1313 Mockingbird Lane. The lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly or handsome like your father. You can be black or yellow or white. It doesn't matter. What does matter is the size of your heart.